Welcome to Transformed by Grace, an in-depth Bible study of God's Word, presented by the Berean Bible Society. Join us each time on this station as Pastor Kevin brings the transforming message of God's grace revealed through the Holy Scriptures. James Packer says this, I remember walking to church one winter evening to preach on the words, He will glorify me, in John sixteen fourteen, As I approached the church and turned a corner, I saw the building lit by its floodlights. I realized at that moment that this was exactly the illustration my message needed, he said. When floodlighting is done well, the floodlights are placed so that you do not see them. In fact, you are not supposed to see where the light is coming from. What you are meant to see is just the building on which the floodlights are trained. The intended effect is to make it visible when otherwise it would not be seen for the darkness and to maximize its dignity by throwing all its details into illumination so that you can see it properly. This perfectly illustrates the Holy Spirit's role. He is, so to speak, the hidden floodlight shining on the Savior. It is as if the Spirit stands behind us, throwing light over our shoulder on the Lord who stands facing us. The Spirit's message to us is never, look at me, listen to me, come to me, get to know me, but always look at Him and see His glory. Listen to Him and hear His words. Go to Him and have life. Get to know Him and taste His gift of joy and peace. In this episode, we'll be looking at the Spirit's ministry of enlightenment. Ephesians 1, 17-18 reads, That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. The enlightening work of the Holy Spirit flows out of the grace of God. It is a gift that we do not deserve, that we have a divine teacher in us to guide and to help us to know Christ more and to grow in our spiritual understanding of God's Word. In the beginning, when God created all things, Genesis 1-2 tells us that darkness was upon the face of the deep. That is a reminder of man's fallen state by nature. We are in a state of spiritual darkness apart from Christ. But then the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And as the gospel of grace is heard, the Spirit of God moves on the heart of a person. And that is a reminder of the Spirit's work of regeneration and giving spiritual life in a new beginning. And then Genesis 1-3 says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Natural light was the first thing created in the making of the world, and spiritual light immediately is given to one who has made a new creation in Christ. As 2 Corinthians 4-6 says, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God, in the face of Jesus Christ. Just as God created visible light at the dawn of creation, so He also shines spiritual divine light into darkened hearts 
to give sinners who believe the gospel the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Enlightenment is about spiritual divine light being shown on the truth of the Word of God. And enlightenment is solely a work of the Holy Spirit. Since the Spirit immediately indwells the believer after he or she trusts Christ as their Savior, his enlightening work can thus commence immediately after salvation. And his enlightening work then continues throughout the entire pilgrimage of our life, and it consummates in glory. It's like Proverbs 18, 4.18 says, But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Psalm 36.9 reads, For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. That's what the Spirit's enlightenment entails. It is God's light shining on His Word. And by the Spirit's light shall we see light, the light and truth of His Word. Enlightenment is not just an informing of the mind or an intellectual exercise, but a consciousness of the realities and nature of divine and spiritual things. The Spirit's enlightenment gives certainty to the soul. It enables the believer to echo what the man who was blind from birth said, explaining the miracle of sight that Christ had miraculously given him when he said, One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. Based on the Spirit's enlightenment and our faith in the Word of God, it enables us to have the courage of our convictions and to say with Paul, I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. The Spirit's enlightenment is a transforming work. It produces real and lasting impression on our soul. It stamps the image of Christ upon our heart, and it molds us into His likeness. Second Corinthians 3.18 says, But we all, with open face beholding, as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, that is, of the Lord, of Christ, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Importantly, the Spirit's enlightenment requires humility. We must rely on the Spirit to teach us His Word. We must humbly admit that we need Him, that we need His help, and then yield to Him to be our teacher. We do not know all there is to know in the Word of God. And the Word is of such depth that we never will on this side of heaven. And it's actually one of the things the Spirit enlightens us to, to the fact of how much we still have to learn, how much we do not know and understand, how far we still have to go, and how huge and majestic and all-glorious the God that we serve truly is. It is important to approach the Word with a humble mindset, to allow the Spirit to work through a teachable heart rather than a proud one. 
In Ephesians 1.17, the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Wisdom and Revelation. Isaiah 11.2 is a prophecy of Jesus Christ that reads, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 2 verses 9 to 10 tell us how the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Revelation, But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to teach us the things of the Spirit of God. This is what he does in his work of enlightenment. The Holy Spirit reveals God's truth to us from the Word. He gives us spiritual discernment, and He gives us the wisdom to understand and apply the truth. And then He further gives us the enablement to practice the truth by His power. Every believer is indwelt by the Holy Spirit. So when Paul prayed that God the Father may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, he's not praying that his readers might receive the person of the Holy Spirit, but that they might receive a special measure of His enlightenment, greater, clearer light from Him. And notice, too, that the Apostle didn't pray that the Ephesians would receive a direct revelation. This took place with the Apostle Paul. In his letters, Paul is very clear and careful to make plain the fact that his message came by revelation, not by man, not through man, but from Christ, by direct revelation. But that's not for us. Instead, Paul prayed for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to enlighten them to the full knowledge of Christ. The Spirit doesn't give us direct revelation like he did to apostles and prophets of old. He enlightens us to God's completed revelation of his word. He is the one who gave God's revelation. And He, the Spirit of revelation, reveals to us what it means and what it says. All the works of God are important. And one of the important ministries of the Holy Spirit in the dispensation of grace is to reveal the things of God to believers who spend time with His Word and who sit under its teaching. I've always liked the quote that the Bible's the only book you read where the author is right there with you every time you open its pages. He is always there because he indwells us. And he always desires to teach us his word. He is the revealer of the truth that he himself has inspired to be written. We'll be returning to the program in just a minute. But first, we'd like to take this time to thank you, our partners, for making these programs possible. If you would like to access our library of helpful Bible study tools, go to BereanBibleSociety.org. Understanding Your Bible is an 18-page booklet transcribed from Episode 38 of our program, Transformed by Grace, written and taught by Pastor Kevin Sadler, President of the Berean Bible Society. Nothing could be more vitally important than to read, study, and understand your Bible. The Bible is meant to be understood. God wants us to understand it. But in order for us to understand it, we have to read, study, learn, and apply it in the right manner. To order your copy, 
Contact the Berean Bible Society for pricing and availability at 262-255-4750 or visit our website at www.bereanbiblesociety.org. This message is also available on DVD. To receive our free full-color 32-page monthly magazine, The Berean Searchlight, call 262-255-4750 or subscribe online at www.bereanbiblesociety.org. Thank you again for your generous gifts. And now... The goal of the spirit of wisdom and revelation is the knowledge of Him. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. The goal of the Spirit in His enlightenment is that. Very simply, the knowledge of Christ. The Scriptures are all about Him. The Spirit glorifies Jesus Christ. He lifts Him up. He teaches us about Him. He wants us to know Him so we will be like Him. The Apostle was not praying for knowledge in general of Christ, but of a specific full knowledge of Christ. The word knowledge in verse 17 is the Greek word epignosis, which means full knowledge, to know deeply, personally, precisely. There's a difference between this Greek word for knowledge and other Greek words translated as knowledge in your Bible. For example... Since I live in Wisconsin, I could say, I know Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. This would mean that I know who he is, and I know what he looks like. If I were shown a picture of Aaron Rodgers, I could say, that's Aaron Rodgers. But I don't know him personally, and he doesn't know me from Adam. But I also could say, I know my wife. That's an entirely different kind of knowledge. After 23 years of marriage, it is a knowledge that is very deep and personal. I have a fuller knowledge of my wife, and I'm still learning. And that's the sort of knowledge Paul is praying for the Ephesians to be enlightened to with Christ by the spirit of wisdom and revelation, to have a full knowledge of Him. This full knowledge of Christ points directly toward the revelation given to Paul. As Romans 16.25 puts it, the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. We gain a full knowledge of Christ when we know Him by His current ministry to the church as the head of the body of Christ. Many only know Christ according to His earthly ministry to Israel in the Gospels, which is important because we do need to know Christ according to his prophetic ministry to Israel as well. But most do not have the full knowledge of Christ, and knowing him also according to his current heavenly ministry in his exaltation at the right hand of God. This knowledge is revealed in the message Christ made known to Paul called the revelation of the mystery. And Paul prayed for believers to have a deep, full knowledge of Christ. And it's a knowledge that cannot be gained by intellectual ability, but only by the gracious ministry of the Holy Spirit in His work of enlightenment. Here at Breen Bible Society, we often receive testimonies from people when they see Christ's twofold ministry to Israel and to the body of Christ and God's twofold purpose 
well, for both for the earth and for the heavenlies. And they describe it as the light went on. And when I hear that, it always makes me think of the Holy Spirit. And it's because it's the Holy Spirit of God who enlightens us to the blessed truth of His Word. The Spirit delights to teach us the things of God. The truth often dawns on those searching for the truth and who spend time in the Word. And it's kind of like the man who was searching for the sun one morning. Then it dawned on him. In Ephesians 1.18, Paul wrote about our spiritual eyes being enlightened. This prayer for spiritual enlightenment regarding the full knowledge of Christ applies only to those who have already received spiritual vision in, in Christ. And his prayer is for a clearer, fuller vision of Christ. After God spoke to Job out of the whirlwind, declaring his majesty and his greatness, Job's response was, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. And that's what the Spirit's work in enlightenment does. He opens our eyes to see, spiritually speaking. By the hearing, reading, and studying of the Word of God, He teaches, He illuminates its meaning to us so that our spiritual eyes see and understand spiritual truth more clearly. It's not just an intellectual understanding that He enlightens us to, but rather it is about knowing Christ personally. It's knowing what the truth of God's Word means to our hearts and to our lives. In Job 38-41, to Job was given this vivid revelation of God's wisdom, His power, greatness, providence, sovereignty, and showing that Job really did spiritually see and understand God more. Job's response was, Wherefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. That's the kind of response that happens the closer you get to God and seeing Him and understanding His greatness and holiness. Often spiritual eyes are stubbornly closed to the truth and blind because of unbelief. In Matthew 13, 13, Christ said of the multitude who had come to hear Him, They seeing, see not, and hearing, they hear not, neither do they understand. They could see physically, but not spiritually. Truth incarnate stood right in front of them. They could see Him, but they wouldn't see Him. They refused to see Him spiritually and remained blind because of their unbelief. And there's something similar here, that like those in Israel in Christ's day, many today desire to hold on to old religious traditions in preference to allowing the Spirit to open their eyes to the light of truth. This happens often in the church today, because mankind doesn't change. The enlightenment of the Spirit is directed to the heart of the believer. The phrase, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, literally means the eyes of your heart. This is the only time this phrase occurs in Scripture. We think of the heart as the emotional part of our being, but in the Bible, the heart means the inner man, the very center, the core of one's life, thoughts, and beliefs. It refers to what 
we might call the real you. It is the channel of spiritual knowledge. And your heart has spiritual eyes. And Paul was praying for the eyes of your heart to be enlightened to the truth, to the full knowledge of Christ. When the eyes of our heart, the inner man, are opened through the working of the Holy Spirit, we grow in knowledge and understanding of spiritual truth. When the eyes of our heart are open, the light of God's truth comes pouring in, and that is a blessing when that happens. He teaches and He helps us to see the wonderful truths God has laid out in His Word concerning our present position and blessings in Christ, the things that lie ahead for born-again believers. Paul prayed that the eyes of your heart might be enlightened. The word enlightened means to cause light to shine upon some object in the sense of illuminating it, for it to be flooded with light, like, like floodlights. Enlightening the eyes of our heart means to cause spiritual truth to be fully seen by the Spirit as a result of Him shining His light on it, revealing it clearly and in great detail so that you can't help but see it and believe it because it's so clear. It means to make our hearts see God's truth by the Spirit illuminating it, making it clear so we might fully know and understand. In Ephesians 3.9, the body of Christ is commissioned to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hidden God. The words to make see is translated from the exact same Greek word translated as enlightened in chapter 1, verse 18. Thus it means to enlighten all men. In other words, we are to shed a flood of light on the fellowship of the mystery so that no one is in the dark to it. Now, in ourselves, we can't make all see the truth of God's Word. To make all men see is a call for us to faithfully share the truth of the mystery from the Word of God and let the Holy Spirit work in enlightened to make all men see. The work of making believers see truth from the Word of God is the work of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, 10-12 But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Stories told of William Randolph Hearst and how he once read of an extremely valuable piece of art. He decided he must add it to his extensive collection. He instructed his agent to scour the galleries of the world to find the masterpiece he was determined to have at any price. After many months of painstaking search, the agent reported that the piece already belonged to Mr. Hearst and had been stored in one of his warehouses for many years. In his work of enlightenment, the Holy Spirit reveals to us the great riches we have in Christ, the things that are freely given to us of God, the things that we already possess and that we are unaware of. The Spirit reveals these blessed spiritual truths so that they might hit the heart. 
and motivate us to serve, worship, please the Lord as we live in light of them. Our problem is not lack of blessings because we have so many. Our problem is lack of insight and wisdom to understand their meaning and spiritual eternal significance. And when these blessings hit home by the Spirit's work of enlightenment, they are a powerful force to drive us to our knees out of gratitude and forward to live for the glory of God. Verse 10 shows how the Spirit reveals God's truth to us. To reveal means to make clear that which was previously hidden or unknown to us. The Holy Spirit shines His spiritual light on the Word so that we can see the truth of God. Again, that is a work of grace. That is something we do not deserve. It is something we should be thankful for because otherwise we'd be in the dark to the things of God, the truth of God. Verse 11 teaches how the Spirit of God can reveal the things of God. The Spirit is infinite in wisdom and understanding, and He understands all the truths of God and is able to impart them. The Holy Spirit can reveal the truth of God to us because He knows the mind of God infallibly because He has the very mind of God Himself as God. There is not anything in God or about God that the Spirit does not know, does not always know, has not always known from eternity past. This is not distant knowledge. This is not discovered knowledge. This is immediate knowledge. This is innate knowledge. He knows God's wisdom, perfections, and purposes fully because He Himself is God. And nothing is lost in translation when He reveals the truth of God to us. When it says that the Spirit searcheth all things, it doesn't mean He searches because He's ignorant of something or to discover or uncover something. That word search is there for our benefit. It's to show us the depth of His knowledge and how He knows every single detail. That word search is there for the purpose of showing us how thoroughly He knows all things. As God, the Spirit is able to plumb the depths of God, and He willingly teaches us the deep things of God in His Word. He can teach us everything about God's person, character, and nature, everything about the cross and what it accomplished for us, everything about God's plans and purposes for Israel under the law, and her earthly hope, everything about God's message of grace for the body of Christ today and our heavenly hope. He can teach us everything about things to come. He can illuminate all the truths of God's Word because He knows it perfectly. A.W. Tozer said this, People can memorize the Scripture by the yard, but that is not a guarantee of knowing the truth. Truth is not a text. Truth is in the text, but it takes the text plus the Holy Spirit to bring truth to a human soul. And that is the Holy Spirit's work of enlightenment. Thank you again for tuning in to Transformed by Grace. 
We appreciate your prayer support and the financial gifts. The purpose and mission of the Berean Bible Society is to help you understand the whole counsel of the Word of God. For more information, visit our website at www.bereanbiblesociety.org or give us a call at 262-255-4750. Or if you prefer, write us at the Berean Bible Society, P.O. Box 756, Germantown, Wisconsin, 53022. Now until next time, may you be transformed by God's grace.